All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thingamabobs? I got 20. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. We This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, once again, this is a, another excursion into Disney magic. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney today, as we usually do. My name again is David Dollar. As the very impressively voiced guy said at the very beginning of the episode, and I don't know who that guy is, actually. I do know that our theme music it comes from my good friend Tim Dumay, who does uh, who does audiovisual work, audio, audiovisual presentations for churches and things like that, for big groups and such. I'm going to link to him uh, in our show notes this time around on our podcast page, magiconadollar.com. Click on the podcast page. You get to see all the show notes and all the fun stuff that's all that's happened so far in the 27 previous episodes. And we'll do topics and things like that, things you want to listen to. You can click there to listen, download the show. I would love for you to download the show on iTunes or, or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, review the show. I'd love to hear some five-star reviews. If it's a one-star, just email me. Just email me magiconadollarpodcast and say, hey, um, your show sucks, and here's why. I'd much rather you do that. And let me make some changes, then go back and review the show and decide if you like it or not. How about that? Let's let's make that agreement here. So it is a it is a wonderful May day here uh, at the the studios of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. And of course, I say studios, meaning a little cubby in my home. Uh, but my house is cleaned. Um, not related to Disney whatsoever. But I will tell you that having a house cleaned is wonderful. We had somebody to come clean our house for the first time. I've never actually paid a house cleaner to come and actually clean our house. I mean, we paid people to, you know, come in and maybe help us with something here or there, a one-off, whatever. We actually paid somebody. We're not a family of, of, of you know, huge means, so it was kind of a like looking in the budget to figure out where it's going to come from. But we paid somebody to come and clean our floors for the first time in, I don't know, months, vacuum the carpets, dust. We haven't done any of that in quite a while uh, because we're you know we're busy. We're a family. We have a we have a six year old who's precocious and crazy, and you know and uh, needs all the help he can get. And so you know we're busy, and we have jobs and we have lives and things like that. You understand? I don't think you're judging as judging me. Going, your house was dirty. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. No, we had somebody come clean our house, and I'm looking now at our hardwood floors, which are shiny, and carpet upstairs, which is nice and plush and doesn't have little specks and dust on it. And vents, I look up, the vents are clean, and just it's wonderful. And everything is wonderful, and everything is glorious. We love it. Um. So anyway, my house is clean. I'm very happy today. I'm very happy to have a clean house. By Monday or Tuesday, I imagine it won't be very clean. But, you know, for right now, we're going to enjoy the spoils of a cleaning lady. So thank you so much for cleaning our house, Miss Amanda. Uh, Back to Disney stuff. Infinity War came out. It's a movie that I was looking forward to more than any other movie I think that I've I've looked forward to in a long time. Let me just say that. I I was so excited about Avengers Infinity War. It did not disappoint. Um, It caught me off guard, some of it. Some of it's a little like... Oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. And at the end of it, you may have heard the end of it as, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's how it ended. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. So please keep listening. Don't feel like you have to fast forward at any point in time. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I promise. But what I want to do today is I kind of want to walk. I want to talk about Marvel today. We're going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've had people ask me, do I need to watch all the Marvel movies? Do I, which ones can I watch and not have to worry about all of them? I'm going to tell you to watch all of them. Um, there are some vital ones, I think. There are ones that I think that are really, really important to watch. But uh, overall, I think over time, you should watch all of them. But 
What I thought it would be kind of fun to do is give a timeline, kind of walk through real quick movie by movie and kind of talk a little bit about how Infinity War sets up. So if you don't have a chance to watch all of them, I will brush through all of them real quickly, kind of talk about those post credit scenes, kind of talk about the Infinity Stones and such. Uh, here's how Infinity War sets up. And again, no spoilers. Please don't be scared. I'm going to mess this up for you because I'm not. But the premise behind the Infinity Stones, Infinity War, is that there are seven Infinity Stones roaming around the universe, okay? So the stones are as follows. Uh, they are the Space Stone, which controls space. You can transport around space. The Mind Stone, which means you can control people's minds. The Reality Stone, which you can alter reality. The Power Stone, which of course gives you strength. Uh, the Time Stone, which is exactly what it is. You can alter time. And the Soul Stone, which speaks to your very soul. You can own a soul. Those are the stones, and they're scattered across the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Virtue of these movies, uh, they're introduced one by one, piece by piece. Okay, now the beautiful thing about Marvel, and I've talked about this before, but I can't say enough. Whether you like these movies or you don't get into superhero movies, that's okay. I understand that you know not all movies are for you. Fifty Shades of Grey, those movies are not for me. I'll never watch them. Twilight movies, uh-uh, not gonna watch. Well, they're also terrible, uh, but. I don't like them. They're just not for me. I'm not going to judge you for liking them. If you want to like them, then go ahead. They're crappy, but whatever. Um, but, you know, if you don't like Marvel movies, that's okay. But you have to appreciate what Marvel and Disney have done. They bought Disney. Disney bought Marvel in 2009, 2010, just as the Marvel Universe was getting going. They've introduced movie by movie, piece by piece, character by character, this unfolding story over the course of 10 or 12 years that all has culminated into Infinity War. There are callbacks in Infinity War that happened years ago that happened little insignificant things that happened years ago there's a there's a, something with an eyeball um like a fake eyeball that does a callback to a movie that happened like five or six years ago it's amazing you, you look at all the things you're like oh my gosh that was that was that one random one-off scene that was a punchline back then and now here it is a part of the story uh which is great I, and i don't know if maybe in 2007 2008 the, the producers and directors and the creators they all just sat down and said hey let's uh you know let's let's map this entire thing out of all these movies or they just made a couple of movies and decided hey we've got something here let's start looking towards the future i don't know but either way it is fantastic uh now overall i want to say there's 18 or 19 movies there's a lot of them there are a lot of them not all are great uh, the thor movies the first two are really not that good the first incredible hulk is not that good in my opinion but and there are movies that are just mind-blowing of how good they are uh, captain america winter soldier is a fantastic film not even just a superhero film but a fantastic film they all have these different kind of genres almost ant-man is a comedy heist film that's exactly what it is it's a heist movie it's all about heisting uh, guardians of the galaxy is a space science fiction movie it's a pop culture kind of comedy space uh, science fiction movie um captain america movie the first avenger is uh and, and even winter soldier it's a spy movie it is a like out and out spy drama kind of film iron man is more of a science fictiony kind of movie as well doctor strange is a fantasy movie it's kind of a so they're like they're all coming at you with these different kind of genres and different kind of, of setups so they're all different movies all types some are funny some are not thor the first thor even the second thor they're, it's not that funny thor ragnarok is hilarious it's a hilarious action buddy comedy almost because you've got thor and hulk in there uh but let's start at the beginning Let's start at the very, very top of this, and let's just kind of walk through these movies piece by piece. And we'll introduce characters as we go. We'll talk about post-credit scenes as we go. Um, something Marvel is really, really good at, something they've gotten very good at, is the post-credit scene. What I mean by that is the scene that happens either during the credits or right after the credits. Now, at the very beginning, you know, when you walked out of Iron Man, you know, people were like, did you stay through the end of the credits? No, I didn't, because you know, why would you? Because why would you stay through the end of the credits? Nobody ever had to. Oh, my gosh, that scene was fantastic. Confession for you. 
I walked out of the first Iron Man when the credits were rolling. I did not stay to the end, so I missed the first one. I did. I missed it. I went back and saw it a second time, so I caught it a second time, but I missed the first time. And, like, I, I, I missed it. So from there on out, I never, I never stepped out again. But four or five movies into it, I'm watching Marvel movies, and people are getting up and leaving during the credits. I'm like, this is your fault. This is your fault. We are seven movies into this thing. You should know. You should always stay for the credits. Sometimes they're kind of cheesy. Sometimes they don't really work, or they didn't really don't really do anything. They were kind of parodied, parodied a little bit in Spider-Man: Homecoming at the the end of the credits. Captain America is there, and and during the movie itself, you see Captain America on a, on a video that they're watching, and he's doing like some sort of PSAs about you know about being brave. And uh, there's one he's like, "Your body is changing." And trust me, I know all about that. Of course, they shut the TV off. And um, Hannibal Burris is is one of the teachers. He's a comedian and. He makes a comment, I think he's a war criminal now, but whatever. Uh, we'll get to that. But at the very end of the movie, his post credit scene is hilarious because he's basically kind of janking on people who stay to the end of the credits. You thought that there could be something here, and there's not. Too bad. It's funny. But I always recommend staying to the end of the credits uh, because some of them actually have been pretty, pretty vital. Now, the first movie that came out was The Incredible Hulk. Now, I'm not talking about Emo Hulk, which came out with Ang Lee in the early 2000s with Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly. And that movie's okay. It's not my favorite. It's not for me. It's just it's something I've seen once. I wasn't really a fan of their adaptation of The Hulk. Coming out a couple of years later, in 2008, however, Edward Norton installed as Bruce, starred as Bruce Banner in The Hulk. And this movie is fantastic. I think it's really, really good. Um, I'm not somebody who is a huge, huge Hulk fan fan so this is a movie that i've only seen once or twice in 10 years so this is not something i don't even know that much about the movie itself i don't remember i don't even remember is there a post-credit scene in this movie i don't remember i don't remember at all now if you're looking at timeline wise okay if you're looking at timeline wise the first one if you wanted to watch these all like laid out in terms of timeline you'd have to go to captain america the first avenger in 2011 all right that's where captain america was introduced steve rogers came out you know he, he was this little scrawny guy with his good friend bucky barnes and they're in you know they're in world war ii and he wants to volunteer and he's given this serum uh in the comics he's known as weapon one by by comparison wolverine is known as weapon x it's kind of the same consistent program all the way through so he's weapon one and so he gets this shield made of vibranium, which we later find out is is in Wakanda. Cap and his friends, Bucky Barnes, fight Hydra. And Hydra is this really sinister organization trying to control the world, much like Nazism. And they're using this little orb, this powerful blue orb, that uh, that's helping power all of their stuff, helping power all their, their, their military stuff and all their weaponry and things like that. Come to find out that blue orb is the Space Stone. It's a Tesseract, a little cube with a stone inside that is the Space Stone, which can transport people across space. That comes into play later. Not just the stone, but the whole transporting space thing. You find that out in Infinity War. No spoilers. I'm not going to tell you what happens. I promise you. Okay? So at the end of this movie... Nick Fury warms in. It's modern day. We're back to modern day times. Uh, Steve Rogers is kind of in the, in the gym. He's working out. Nick Fury walks in and tells him a little bit about this this thing they're putting together called the Avengers Initiative. Says, "Hey, you know what? I, we want you to we want you to come and join join us." Nick Fury, of course, is the at this time the head of Shield, an operative of Shield. Shield stands for the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. You don't have to remember that. Just know it's a government agency that protects the country and and the world. They're known as Shield. Okay, so we'll talk about Shield. Uh, a little bit here and there. Now, going back to the actual timeline or chrono chronological release of the movies itself, Iron Man was the movie that came out after Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk was first. 
Iron Man came out second, introducing Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. That's the first time we saw we see, saw this guy, his girl, his uh, his his date, his his woman in question, his boo, his bae, whatever you want to call it. Pepper Potts, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, was also in this, and his good friend James Rhodes, played by Terrence Howard. Now, if those of you who know who Terrence Howard is, he's an he's a he's a really he's a really good actor. He's most known for movies like Hustle and Flow and things like that. Great actor. Um, and you may wonder, well, I haven't seen Terrence Howard in movie any movies lately. We'll get to that. We'll talk about that in a second. But Iron Man comes out. Of course, the story is that he goes overseas. You know, he's he's building weaponry. He's that's how he makes his money, building weaponry and everything. He's selling it to whatever. He goes to the Middle East. He gets stuck there. He finds out what his weapons are being used for, and he has a change of heart. He's like, we're gonna fix this. So he builds himself an Iron Man suit to fly out of there, and that's exactly what happens. So he becomes Iron Man. Okay. Post credit scene: Nick Fury. We see Nick Fury for the first time, really, and it's kind of funny because, and I won't go too far into this, but in the comics, they of course have the regular Marvel comics. They also had a, a, a an offshoot of Marvel called the Ultimate Series, and this is different style animation. It was telling a lot of origin stories. It was almost like starting over for people. So while you might be over here reading, you know, I don't know, Iron Man issue number 474, um, Ultimate Iron Man started over. Like, where did Iron Man come from? And uh, they had a team called the Ultimates, which was kind of the Avengers, which is a lot of what this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is based off of. Some of those stories, okay? Uh, Nick Fury... Was a was an old white guy with white in his hair and everything. Well, they decided to make him a cool black dude, Samuel L. Jackson. They called Samuel L. Jackson and said, "Hey, we want to base this character Nick Fury off of you. Can we do so?" And he said, "Absolutely, go right ahead." So they did. So then, when they made the movie, they said, "Hey, Nick, hey Samuel L. Jackson, do you want to be the character that we based off of you anyway?" He said, "Absolutely." So this is the first time we see Nick Fury. He comes in, talks to Tony Stark, and says, "Hey, we're putting together this thing. We're building a team." called The Avengers. We want you to be a part of it. All right? Iron Man 2 comes out 2010. This is where we are introduced to Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow. She comes in. She joins S.H.I.E.L.D. She was a former Russian operative who's turned and joined the good guys. So now she's uh, she's a part of uh, a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Mickey Rourke's the bad guy. He just mumbles a lot. He has a bird on his shoulder. He's known as Whiplash. It doesn't matter. The movie's not that good. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Um, we also get to see War Machine for the first time. That is, of course, James Rhodes. Played by Terrence Howard in the first one, but Terrence Howard and the producers and whoever had a falling out, so they replaced him with Don Cheadle, who is now in all the movies. So Don Cheadle is War Machine. That's where we first see him for the first time. So, so far, we've only got the Space Stone, Steen and Captain America First Avenger. That's coming up. We actually haven't even... Uh, 2011 is when Captain America First Avenger comes out, so that's really when we see the first reality stone. Okay, And I think this is probably the point where they're like... Let's start working these movies together towards something. 2011 comes out Thor. Chris Hemsworth is introduced for the first time. Oh, 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 oh Iron Man 2, the post-credit scene. Uh, this is important because you also get to meet Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson, played by actor Clark Gregg, who is the head of the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's kind of the same thing. But he is at New Mexico. He's actually talking to Tony Stark, and he's like, hey, I got a call, I got to leave. So he goes to New Mexico to this big crater that has been created, and there's a hammer right in the middle of it. That's Thor. So we know Thor's coming. 2011, Thor comes out. Uh, Odin, who is the, the king and the ruler of Asgard, he banishes Thor to Earth because he thinks Thor is kind of cocky. So uh, so you will also see Hawkeye there because Thor sees his hammer. He tries to get his hammer. It's it's being, it's being in his military base. So he walks in to get his hammer. Uh, Hawkeye is there with a the bow and arrow. Uh, sidebar, I love Hawkeye. I don't know why people jank on Hawkeye because really there's no difference in him and Legolas because Legolas is just from Lord of the Rings. He's an elf with a bunch of arrows and he's a really good shot. Uh, Hawkeye has cooler arrows and looks cooler. So you know, lay off of Hawkeye. He's one of my favorite Avengers, so back off. Just because he can't fly, didn't have a suit or whatever, he's cool. So we see Hawkeye for the first time here, just in a cameo appearance, nothing big. But Thor and Loki also comes out. Loki's the bad guy in this one. They kind of butt heads, and this is where we meet Loki for the first time. 
All right, so in the credit scene, Nick Fury tells a scientist, a random scientist, that S.H.I.E.L.D. has now recovered the Tesseract, the stone from Captain America's plane. At the end of Captain America First Avenger, the plane went down to the ocean. Uh, along with it, Captain America as well. And we thought Captain America was gone forever, but of course he's not. Bucky Barnes also was killed in that one. Or maybe he wasn't. Who knows? 2012 is The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers is where we actually see the team-up of Captain America, the Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, Captain America, or, uh, Iron Man. They're all there together for the first time in an exceptional movie. I love this movie. This is and 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 friends of mine who know know me well enough, they know that I have a list of 100 favorite films of all time, and this is in that list. This is like number 20 or something, like 20 or 21st favorite film of all time. I love this movie. I love Avengers. We see Thanos for the first time. We meet him actually for the first time. We don't see him early on, but he is given a a, a stick as Iron Man calls it the glow stick of destiny. That's what Tony Stark calls it in the movie. But he gives him a stick that contains the Mind Stone. Okay, so he wants Loki to go down there, control some minds to help take. Help take over Earth, basically. So Loki comes down there, and he takes over Hawkeye's mind with a tap of his Mind Stone stick. So Hawkeye turns against the Avengers, and they have this big falling out. They have this big big battle, things like that. Um, so he also steals the Tesseract, uh, which is the Space Stone, which Agent Coulson has a hold of or has property of. So he steals the Tesseract, which is the little cube, kills Agent Coulson, which somehow or another Agent Coulson comes back and is an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he steals that. Uh, so this is where we see Thanos for the first time. We get the Mind Stone. We have the Space Stone. So now we have two stones. Mind Stone, Space Stone. Those have been introduced in there. post credit scene. Thanos, for the first time, is actually seen. It's the first time we see his face. And, of course, we didn't know who the villain was at the beginning of the movie. And unless you're a comic guy, you didn't really know who Thanos was at the end of the movie. When you saw his face, he's kind of big, this big grin on his face. Comic book nerds were like, oh, That's Thanos! But we know that Thanos was going to be the main villain from here on out, kind of the underlying villain. So shortly after, timeline-wise, the Battle of New York, which is the big battle at the end of Avengers, Iron Man 3 comes out. It's really kind of an inconsequential movie. It really just furthers the story of Tony Stark with Pepper Potts. He battles this villain named Killian. I mean, there's not a whole lot other to it than just that. I think the post credit scene is him. You find out he's talking to, he's been laying on a couch, uh, like in a psychiatric chair, talking to Mark Ruffalo, talking to, to Bruce Banner. So you see that they're friends. That's kind of the extent of that. Uh, 2013, Thor The Dark World comes out. Probably one of my least favorite of the Marvel movies. Maybe my least favorite of the Marvel movies. There's this, these aliens. They're controlling this stuff called the the aether, the ether. It's this red substance. They're trying to turn all matter into dark substance because that's what evil things do. We find out that the the aether is actually the reality stone. The reality stone allows you to to alter reality. Okay, so Loki helps defeat helps defeat the bad guys and as well. So in the the credit scene, the post credit scene, Thor can't keep the reality stone at Asgard because the space stone is already there. He's rescued the space stone, so it's there. So he takes the reality stone over to the collector, and the collector is on this this different planet, and I forget the name of it. I want to say the planet's called Nowhere, but the collector is there, and he's this eccentric character played by Benicio del Toro. And if you look at that scene itself, and if you're a comic book nerd, you'll recognize several things in there from different things, including Howard the Duck, who's in that scene. Uh, who's, who's trapped in the cage in the office. And I, that's sometime towards the end of it, whatever. But anyway, so the Collector now has the Reality Stone. All right, so let's go to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. We're getting there, folks. We're getting there. Do you follow me along so far? Next up, 2014's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which is, by the way, is an exceptional film. It's also in my top 100. It's a great movie. I I think I love the Captain America trilogy over any other trilogy that we have in so far in the MCU 
over the Iron Man trilogy, even over the Avengers trilogy. Age of Ultron is good. I think that's the weak link out of the three. None of the Captain America movies are weak. They're all fantastic. Uh, so Nick Fury tells Captain America that S.H.I.E.L.D. is building a worldwide surveillance system that can track anybody. And, of course, Cap's like, that's not that's not what we do. We don't just surveil people at random. So, of course, Hydra comes back, and there's a big thing going on there. And Hydra introduces this assassin called the Winter Soldier, which may or may not have killed Nick Fury. We don't know. So Cap and Black Widow go on the run because uh, they're trying to run from the bad guys, and they track down, they track down uh, uh, Sam Wilson. So Sam Wilson helps them as well. Nick Fury apparently comes back uh, a hydra scientist in the post credit scene um hydra scientist reveals that he has created two new mutants using the mind stone this is where we meet scarlet witch and quicksilver for the first time however we can't call them scarlet witch and quicksilver why because those are x-men names those are x-men properties that are owned by universal and uh 20th century fox which is why it's so important for me for disney to get 20th century fox so they'll own the x-men that's another thing we'll talk about that deal next week uh i've talked about that before we'll get we'll get to the update on that next week but you can't call them quicksilver and x-men so they're called wanda and pietro maximoff okay he uses the Mind Stone to create these 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 supervillains. Of course, Wanda is able to control things with these little red fireballs she pulls out. Pietro is Quicksilver. He's this incredibly super-duper-fast, crazy guy. Uh, and I don't think they call them mutants in the, the MCU. I think they're called Inhumans. Uh, 2014, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. A brand new group for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody even heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy. And up until this time, a kind of obscure comic book... Somehow or another, Disney found that and said, hey, let's do something with this. And now they're hugely popular. But this is this is the beauty of Marvel. They're able to take these sub-characters like Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, even Iron Man, which wasn't that popular of a character. Mind you, in 2005-2006, Iron Man was there, but he wasn't like this this massive major frontrunner like Captain America or Wolverine or whatever. You know, they've turned these characters into major players in movies, which is awesome. So Guardians of the Galaxy comes out 2014. This hasn't really done a whole lot with the story of the, story, uh, of the total MCU. It just kind of introduces the characters. The Power Stone is introduced. You do get to see Thanos. He sends his adopted daughter, Gamora, to steal the stone, which is owned by Star-Lord, Peter Quill. And so Peter Quill and, and Gamora eventually join forces with uh, together, and they join forces with Groot and with Rocket and with Drax, uh, played by Dave Bautista, by the way, which, random trivia for you, when Dave Bautista, who is a former WWE champion and a wrestler, when he got this role, he cried because he knew what this role was going to do for him. He actually went out and hired acting coaches immediately so he could he could be better, so he could be better at what he does, which is awesome. Uh, he's, he's great in this, by the way. Drax is a beloved character. Uh, Nebula, we introduced to Nebula as well, which is Gamora's half-sister. Post-credit scene doesn't really do much for the whole story itself. Groot's in the post-credit scene. Whatever. All right, so here's where the timeline gets a little crazy, because in the timeline, we actually go straight to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 from 2017. That's not the way the movies were released in order, but we'll just go with the timeline so you'll kind of understand. Uh, Peter finds out his father is named Ego and actually is a planet. Peter Quill finds out his father is a planet named Ego. I, I didn't I didn't stutter. His father is a planet. It, it makes sense in the confines of the story. A little wacky, but it's a fun movie. It really, really is. Post-credit scene, there's not a whole lot to that. Uh, but that's happened in the timeline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also happening in the timeline, which after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you actually have 2015's Avengers Age of Ultron. And this is where Ultron, the villain, is introduced using the Mind Stone. This is where Vision is introduced, played by Paul Bettany. He's kind of the, the red guy with the cape and stuff. And so just the story is Tony Stark is trying to create 
a new thing, trying to create a new, like, uh, I guess a new superhero. Um, he's got this computer system called Jarvis, which is pretty amazing, and he's able to do all this. It's it's movie storytelling where you can just, you know, press a button on your super suit and say, let's do this, and suddenly it happens because it happens to all be contained in your suit, which is insane. But that's the way it works. And so he creates Jarvis. Jarvis ends up turning into the Vision with the Mind Stone planted in the top of his head. The post credit scene here in this one, Thanos is fed up with all the failures of all his people trying to send to Earth and trying to get these things, uh, he puts this glove on. This is really the first time we kind of get a sense of what the glove is, this big yellow glove. It's called the Infinity Gauntlet. The trick is you have to get all the stones to put into the Infinity Gauntlet. There's little spaces for them. Once you do, all these stones work together to create this all massive power that you have. And I'll get to that when I get to Infinity War, but that's where we see Thanos for the first time. So Thanos comes in. 2015 Ant-Man also comes out. Uh, Paul Rudd, one of my favorite actors, is in this. We're introduced to Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas, and his daughter Hope, played by Evangeline Lilly. And uh, they're trying to 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 harness this shrinking technology that they have developed. They have this villain named Darren Cross, and they kind of battle. Uh, Scott Lang gets pulled into it. He becomes Ant-Man. The post-credit scene only is there to show you that Hope becomes the Wasp. Uh, who is another character of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 2016, Captain America Civil War. This is a... I love Civil War, and in thinking about it, I might like it more than Marvel's The Avengers. I do. Uh, a lot happens in this movie. At the very beginning of the movie, uh, some, some tragedy stuff happens, some accidental stuff happens where people die. When the Avengers are saving the day, Captain America and Scarlet Witch, Wanda, and some others are there, but some bad things happen, some innocent people die. Iron Man, Tony Stark, meets with the government. It's like, we have to get this under order. We have to come up with some sort of accord because, you know, people are like, hey, these Avengers superheroes are killing us. They're, you know, the, all the Battle of New York and this, this whatever, all these things are happening. The Age of Ultron happens, um... And a country, fictitious country called Sokovia, where a lot of innocent people die there. And so, you know, they're coming out with these Sokovia Accords. Now, uh, half the team doesn't want to sign it, half the team does. So they kind of they, they kind of butt heads over this whole thing. We are introduced to Black Panther, who is the 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 prince of Wakanda. T'Challa is his father. I'm sorry, T'Chaka is his father. T'Challa is Black Panther, and in the movie, T'Chaka dies. And we think it's, we are led to believe that it's Bucky Barnes resurfacing. He's become the Winter Soldier, he's back, he's he's killing everybody. So that's what's happening in Marvel's Civil War. So we get Black Panther as well. A lot happens in this movie. I, there's... I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's a great scene in the airport where all the, all the heroes are actually fighting each other, which is pretty awesome. Post-credit scene, Black Panther is brings Bucky to Wakanda. So Wakanda is freezing Bucky till they can figure out how to fix him. Um, and when I say fix him, you'll just have to watch the movie to understand. He's been brainwashed, and he's coming out of the brainwashing. He's now a good guy again. But the brainwashing is still there, so they're trying to fix him as well. Happening in the timeline, basically a week after the events of, uh, of, of Civil War, is the, actually the movie Black Panther, okay? So you get the whole story of Black Panther, and not a whole lot of stuff happens in the MCU in Black Panther except to kind of tell the story of Wakanda and Black Panther and how he becomes Black Panther. He fights the villain Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, which is amazing. I love Michael B. Jordan as a villain. Post-credit scene, uh, Suri, who is Black Panther's sister, she meets up with Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes comes out and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it has been recovered now. So, so there you go. So... Now we go to Spider-Man Homecoming, which is happening a couple weeks after the events of Civil War. So Civil War is kind of a mainstay. That's kind of a pivotal point here. So you got Peter Parker, which I love the fact they don't show you how Peter Parker got bit. A lot of the other previous movies, they spend half the movie till leading up to Peter Parker getting bit by the spider. They don't do that here. They just kind of start with it. Spider-Man's also actually introduced in Civil War in a great scene, in a fantastic scene. 
Um, they just kind of bring him out of nowhere. So there he is in Spider-Man Homecoming. Peter Parker is trying to become an official member of the Avengers, and it's a lot of fun. It's such a good movie. He's the best Peter Parker I've ever seen, and that is even better than Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker. Tom Holland is a fantastic, fantastic one. Vulture, played by Michael Keaton, is the villain, and I love Vulture. He's I love it when it's not just I want to dominate the world, but they actually have motives behind what they do, and Vulture is not a bad guy. He's just trying to protect his family, and in doing so, he has to do some very bad things to do it. Now, what we skipped over in terms of release date, but now happening in this timeline, is Doctor Strange from 2016. We get introduced to Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, portrayal of Doctor Strange, which, again, is phenomenal. His 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 Doctor Strange is fantastic. I love him in this role. He's so good in this. This is where we get to see the Time Stone introduced. Now, we haven't had a couple of stone, we haven't had stones introduced in a couple of movies here, so... Keep in mind, we've got the Mind Stone, the Power Stone, the Reality Stone, the Space Stones, which are all here. The Time Stone is not introduced, which basically you can alter time. By twisting your hands, uh, you can alter time. So that's in there. So we've got that. Uh, 2017 Thor Ragnarok, which is kind of a comedy, actually, which is really, really funny. With Thor and Hulk, it's kind of a buddy comedy, buddy film. And this is kind of a what happened to Hulk after the events of Age of Ultron. So these movies kind of connect this way. We're also introduced to... Uh, to, to Valkyrie. Loki steals the Tesseract, which has been on Asgard, which is the Space Stone. At the very end of Thor Ragnarok, I'm not going to spoil anything when I say this. It's just really good. At the very end, they're all talking, you know, talk, Loki and Thor are talking or whatever, and all of a sudden, this huge ship just appears out of nowhere. You know, they're, they're looking up at the ship, and the movie ends, okay? So, up until Infinity War, we now have the Space Stone, which is the Tesseract, all right? Okay, the Collector has the Reality Stone, Novacore, which is the group that's in Guardians of the Galaxy, they have the Power Stone. Doctor Strange has the Time Stone. There's one more stone out there called the Soul Stone, and nobody exactly knows where it is. It's out there somewhere, but nobody really knows where it is. We're going to find it. So that's the goal of Infinity Wars, to tell the story of these, these Infinity Stones. Can Thanos collect all of them? His goal is to get all of them together, put them in the glove. So now, Infinity War, you have all the heroes coming together, whether they like it or not. And not everybody likes each other, too. It's, it's kind of funny to watch Doctor Strange and Tony Stark butt heads uh, because they just don't get along. And so you can kind of tell that from the preview, too. And a lot of little things come back from some of these movies, little, like I said, one-offs and little punchlines that were in previous movies. You're like, oh, that makes sense in this movie. Uh, like, there's, there's an eyeball that makes an appearance in this movie that uh, appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy as a, as a random comment. And all of a sudden, here it is. Uh, a fake one, not like an actual bloody eyeball. Um, Infinity War, let me kind of get to Infinity War now. Infinity War is, is, I think, fantastic. I think it's more than more than being a good movie, it's an impressive feat for what it is because you've got like 30 characters you're all trying to put together uh, at, at the same time, which is nearly impossible to manage these things. And not only do you, you're, you're putting them together, you're trying to make them, you're trying to make the audience care about all these characters, which is, I think, what the Marvel Universe has done, you have now had 10 years to care about Doctor Strange and to care about Ant-Man and to care about you know Peter Parker and the plights of some of the characters because you've followed along with them. You haven't had, not to jank on DC, but I'm going to jank on DC. One of the problems, I think, with DC and their movies is the fact they've just th- thrown their movies together to try to make this happen quickly. Justice League happened after like two Superman movies and a Batman Superman movie, and that's it, and that's all, and a Wonder Woman movie, and that's all. And either we, we were thrown, the Flash was thrown in there, and we were thrown in with Aquaman, and like we don't, nobody cares. We haven't really seen these characters develop, and so we don't really care about this much about them. However, we've watched Iron Man for 10 years. We've watched Captain America for eight years. We've watched Guardians of the Galaxy for the last five or six years, and like, you know, two movies worth. 
even Thor, who in my opinion has kind of the two weakest movies of the series, we've watched him for the last nine or ten years. We watched his character develop into what he is. Um, we've been, it, watched Black Widow from this, from what she is to what she is now. We've watched uh, Wanda and Pietro. Pietro dies in Age of Ultron. It's been three years. You've had time. Uh, we've watched you know Wanda go from this this villain to this superhero to kind of being a catalyst of some of the events that happened in Civil War, which kind of kick off what goes on. You know, with the Avengers breaking up and all these all these things happening in Infinity War, this is why this is why Captain America and Iron uh, Iron Man aren't talking at the beginning of Infinity War because of what happens in Civil War. A lot of things are happening, folks. A lot of things are happening. So there is your primer. There is your primer leading up to Infinity War. The quick review for Infinity War is a very very good movie. Like I said, um, a lot of things happen, and. I guess in my mind, I was thinking all the characters were going to come together. At one point, they don't. They're kind of spread out across the universe. Uh, there are still characters that don't meet each other. It's kind of fun to watch Star-Lord, Peter Quill, meet Tony Stark, which is kind of neat, or Spider-Man meet Doctor Strange, or um, you know Bruce Banner meet Doctor Strange as well. I mean, you have uh, Rocket Raccoon meeting Captain America, and I am uh, Groot comes down and says, I am Groot, and of course Captain America says, oh, nice to meet you, I'm Steve Rogers. It's great. It's wonderful to see all this, to see all this interaction. The movie does end on a cliffhanger. Be prepared for that, okay? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but be prepared that the movie ends on a cliffhanger. Do not expect to walk out of this movie going, I am happy about the results I just watched. You're not going to be. You're not, because this is the first part of basically two movies. Uh, originally, they had said Infinity, One, Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. They scrapped the Part 2 part. Uh, they're still going to make it Part 2, but they're going to call it something else. And I, from what I understand, they haven't released the title of it yet because they don't want to give away... A plot point. The title of the movie is a plot point, apparently. And so, something to consider. We're going to get that next May, and I can't wait for I'm already ready. I'm like a year away, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want Avengers 4 to come out like right now because I'm so excited. A lot of things do happen. A lot of bad things happen in this movie, and a lot of things that make you go, really? That just made, that makes me, really? And that's really all I can say about Infinity War, and, unless you see it, because I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't want to mess this movie up for you, so I'm not going to. Just, if you've, if you've had an interest in these movies... But I would encourage you to go see this movie. Go and watch this film, even if you haven't seen all of them. Here are the eight you need to see. All right, This is actually from Business Insider. It's a great list, and I'll close the episode on this. First of all, watch Captain America, the first Avenger. Of course, that's where Captain America debuts. You know, you, you get Really, you're introducing the Infinity Stone. Even though you don't really know what the Infinity Stone is, you get it. The villain, the villain is Red Skull. He's trying to get the power of the Tesseract, which has the Space Stone. Next, watch the Avengers. You find that Loki is working for Thanos, uh, trying to get the Tesseract and trying to take over Earth. You also get the Avengers as a whole, the whole team together. Everybody's all together. It's funny because in 2012, this movie felt like the biggest movie of all time. Now it feels like a superhero movie that was really enjoyable, but not that big because it's really not compared to what's happened. Next, watch Captain America Civil War from 2016. It's important because it divides the team up right before Infinity War. And it's 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 an essential Avengers movie. You have to see this. And really, this is like Avengers 3.5. I'm sorry, Avengers 2.5, really, leading up to Avengers 3. Captain America and his friends go on the run because of what happens in the movie. So you need to see it. It's on Netflix, so make sure you go watch it. Doctor Strange 2016. Now that's kind of one that's like, why would I have to watch this one? He's not a prominent major Avenger character. Uh, you need to watch this because he is a very, very important in Infinity War. He also has the Time Stone, which Thanos has to have to wipe out the universe. He's it's good, and it's a good movie. It really is. It's also available on Netflix. 2017. Watch Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is a it's it's an action comedy, um, and it leads right up to Infinity War. Like, it just leads into it. It basically sets it up. It's almost like the, the two-hour prologue to Infinity War. 
Watch both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, Volume 1 and Volume 2 from 2014 and 2017. You don't have to necessarily watch these before or after you watch any of these other movies because they're kind of self-contained stories, but it really does kind of set up who these characters are. So you need to find out these characters. And Thanos is the villain in Infinity War, and he's the father of two of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So you need to know about this. It's also on Netflix as well. Uh, 2018, watch Black Panther. Black Panther is a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. There's a big battle scene in Infinity War that takes place in Wakanda. So you need to know about Wakanda, about what the, that's the that's the that's the country, that's the city, that's the place. Um, and Black Panther is fantastic. It's a great movie overall. So you need to know what happens with this. So there you go. There is your rundown of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of an overall complete view, a bird's eye view of all the movies leading up to Infinity War. And now you know what what to keep up with. I encourage you to watch all these movies if you can. Go to go to Hulu, go to Netflix, go go to iTunes. You may have to stream some of these you may have to purchase some of these but they're worth it i gave you the eight now to watch you definitely know you have to watch those a lot of these are on netflix so catch it there black panther is on dvd i think either it's on dvd by the time you listen to this or it will be very very soon so that you can watch that there because i i think you can watch infinity war without watching these movies but i don't know that you'll fully grasp of what's happening one of the things about infinity war that i like is it doesn't try to bother explaining what happens or who these characters are or who why you should care about these characters because you've had 10 years to watch these characters and care about them if you don't care about them by now you're not going to uh i kind of liken it to um when you're reading harry potter and uh like the, the order of the phoenix or you're watching the movie it doesn't bother to go back and try to tell you everything that's happened in the previous books or movies because by now you're either invested or you're not so go see infinity war go check out these other movies as well there's your bird's eye view of marvel cinematic universe don't forget to visit my sponsor, Amy, at MyResumeLady.com. She is the one who does the resume. She does LinkedIn. She does marketing. She does all that great stuff. She's wonderful at what she does. So I definitely recommend checking her out, checking out uh, checking out MyResumeLady.com or email her at Amy at MyResumeLady.com. Don't forget to find me on Facebook, Disney on a dollar on Facebook. You can also find me, Magic, on a dollar on Facebook. I own the Disney and the Magic, if you can believe that. Find me on Instagram, Magic on a dollar. Find me on the Twitters. Disney on a dollar. You get this Disney on a dollar, Magic on a dollar thing. I, I kind of own both. Uh, I would love to help you with your trip as well, your vacation. Visit magiconadollar.com and send me a little a little thing on their side there where you can fill a form out. We're looking for a vacation. I'd be happy to help you because I am your full service Disney travel planner. Again, my name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Magic on a Dollar podcast, and we will see you next week. And don't forget this week, thank a Phoenician. <laughs>